You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 217 for February 28th, 2017. 217 for 2017, last day of February, closing out the month. The plan for today, we're actually going to take the entire episode, maybe short, maybe long, um, to just talk about one race, just kind of do a race recap of the Red Rock Canyon Half Marathon, Mm -hmm. which we completed on President's Day weekend. Um, So that's the whole plan. That's all we're talking about today. So if you've come for something else, that'll be on the next episode. Um, It's all race recap. So I guess we just jump right into this, right? Yeah. Um, Red Rock Canyon Half Marathon, which is takes place at Red Rock Canyon. uh, What's the official name of the park? Conservation? National Conservation Area. There you go. Which is basically about 20, 25 minutes outside of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So real close to the strip there. Um, One of the reasons kind of we thought it's very well worth talking about is it's, I don't know if the race is going to be a destination race to get to, but Las Vegas is definitely a destination that lots of people head to. So if you know, the race might be a good excuse for you to get to Vegas for the weekend. Right. Or, you know, maybe... If you get to Vegas, the race might be a good excuse to do something that's good for your health <laughs> instead of things that aren't Instead in of Vegas. the typical Vegas things. So, um, yeah, it's one of the reasons we kind of just wanted to focus a little bit on it because I think it's, um, if you are, you know, looking to pick a date to go to, to Vegas or, you know, when you want to do something other than just the typical Vegas stuff which I guess we're not allowed to talk about because it has to stay in Vegas, right? That's right. So, um, Wait, so does technically this race have to stay in <laughs> Vegas too so we can't really talk about it? Well, it's just out, you know, mm. this is on national conservation land, right? So we, Doesn't think, count? Yeah, it doesn't count. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't fall into that um, category. It's tricky. But um, yeah, so we signed up for this race a while ago and, and the attraction was obviously, hey, it looks like a cool race, but guess it's basically a weekend to go to Vegas. Yeah, kind of and, an excuse to go. Yeah, and yep. then it fell in line with President's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and we both had the the holiday off. So, all those things kind of combined to our basically saying, "Hey, this is, let's let's go do Vegas for the weekend and do a race." And it sounds like fun. I mean, I'm always struggling with trying to find races on holiday weekends because there's not a lot of decent races. It seems like or races that I want to do personally, I guess on, or I should say that are worth traveling to on holiday weekends. Mm-hmm. There's always like local stuff, like Fourth of July. There's always tons of local stuff right, but, right. There, but there's no like big race i want to do on fourth of july weekend that i involves like flying across the country or anything like that there's so, one i want to do but we can talk about that that's later. that's another episode okay sorry which i have no idea what you're talking about but yes oh, okay um so yeah so that's kind of what got us into this race and obviously how we selected a race at a state that we had to travel to um we ended up driving out to vegas from northern california which is something it's it's about seven and a half hour drive i think for what it is what it was mm-hmm. um, seven and a half eight hours something like that i would stop to eat a course like that it's the only time i've ever driven to vegas um from home with just the intention of going to vegas stopped there on the way on like longer road trips um but never driven out to vegas like with the with the end destination being vegas yeah and then yeah. coming home afterwards probably be the last time i ever drive to vegas because <laughs> it's just way too long of a drive but um yeah so we drove out there on friday um basically as soon as we got to vegas we actually went out to the i guess let's call it the official host hotel maybe mm-hmm. for the for yep. the race which was suncoast um which is not on the strip it's off strip um went there because we wanted to do packet pickup um which was super easy just basically it was a couple tables um upstairs at the casino where we just walked up grabbed our stuff yeah and we were out <laughs> yep and the the pre-race instructions that were emailed out were pretty good in terms of telling us like where to park Mm-hmm. And we're exactly to go in the casino, right. you know, for the for the packet pickup. So yeah, and it was interesting because we got our our bibs and then our race shirts. But then um, something I'd never seen before: you had the option to trade in your race shirt for like other things. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like trade in your your race shirt for like two or three older race shirts, mm-hmm. or for I think Hammer was their nutrition. So yeah. like for you know a pack of Hammer whatever or. Um, I forgot what else it was, but it was like different things. I've never seen that before. Where it was it's a like list you had the of option. random stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It was the let's make a deal of <laughs> exactly. packet pickups. Never seen that one before, but kind of yeah. cool, I guess, if you'd rather, hey, I'd rather get three shirts instead of one that right. just not happen to be from this race. Um, or a mug or was one a mug or something? I, I don't know. So. There's a hat something. or something like that. So some yeah. random stuff we didn't. I opted for the, for the race shirt. Yeah. We just the, kept for with, this year. Um, well, we got, 
Um, I'll, I will go ahead and say it was a tech shirt. Pretty good looking. It was mm-hmm. blue. So bonus points in my book, right? Because I like blue. That's exactly. Um, so you're wearing that a lot is what you're saying. Although I haven't <laughs> worn it yet. But yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was actually a pretty decent looking shirt. So um, no complaints on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was our, our Friday night. We just picked it up at Suncoast. Um, we actually had a hotel on the... We, we did choose to stay on the strip mm-hmm. um so after that we kind of went out to dinner and went to our hotel on the strip and then the race is a saturday morning race mm-hmm. so for us that meant saturday morning we got up at our hotel on the strip and we drove to the suncoast hotel mm-hmm. where there was free shuttles that was going to take you from the suncoast hotel to red rock canyon yes um that's what we did there was also the option that if you there was a shuttle bus that would take you from the strip Direct to the race or to Suncoast? I don't even remember. No, it would take you to the race. Direct to the race. I'm pretty sure that it was direct to the race. And I think that was near Bally, so it was what they said. Um, that one you had to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like 30 bucks or something. Like We chose not to do that because myself, you, we actually had two friends who... One of the reasons we drove actually was because there was four of us. Yeah. And so when you factor in the cost of flights for four people versus driving, um, it just made sense to take a mm-hmm. car um, for the weekend. And then in terms of doing the shuttle bus thing to pay for four people's shuttle buses or just drive our own car. Right. It was like, ah, it's kind of no brainer. Just drive your own car and mm-hmm. save a hundred bucks on, on shuttle costs. So, but there was options if you don't have a car or, you know, you just didn't want to drive early in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's the nice thing is you're getting up super early in the morning. So it's not like there's any traffic in Vegas at that time, but. So yeah, early early wake up call Saturday morning to pop in the car, drive over to Suncoast and grab that shuttle. Got over to Suncoast. Um, first thing we should say was it was crummy weather. Right. Yeah, and we so, knew that it was going to be going into it pretty much. You know, stalking the the weather forecast the whole week before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the weather called for rain, and I'm sure we're going to keep talking about rain quite a bit today. But <laughs> you know, as soon as we got to Suncoast Hotel to go get the shuttle, it was. Definitely raining. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically a solid, um, a solid rain was all day long. Is basically the story. But um, yeah, I got to Suncoast. You just hung, basically hung around the hotel and kind of waited for for our bus. And you know, this is a smallish race. I should maybe open it up with. Um, they do have a five k, a half marathon, and a full marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of those races combined for a total of I'm trying to do really great math in my head, really really fast. Uh, 480 people, almost 500 people, I guess. Okay. For all three races combined. Mm-hmm. Um, the 5k was 121 people, the half 251, the full 90 something, um, I think was the numbers. Um, so that gives you kind of a sort of an idea of, you know, th- the size of the crowd, I guess, or lack of size of crowd right. for a race. But, um, yeah. yeah, so it was really easy. Just kind of stood around, waited for our bus, bus showed up, hopped on bus, take bus ride. The nice thing was it wasn't a regular school bus. No, it was just a yeah. nice um, bus. Yeah, chartered <laughs> bus. I don't know. <laughs> we don't really nice have bus. a great name for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because nice oftentimes bus. end up taking a um, just regular old yellow school bus, which is fine in terms of transportation, but you know, not super roomy or anything. So it's not fine. It's not comfortable at all to be on those school buses. Yeah, it's fine though. Yeah, okay. Fine isn't great. <laughs> fine is like acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah um so we took the short ride from suncoast over to red rock canyon raining the whole way raining the whole way yeah um i mean the basically the the way the weather was I'll, I'll just say right now is that it wasn't super hard pouring i no. don't think at any time mm-hmm. it was just constant rain mm-hmm. from the time we woke up saturday morning basically until sometime in the afternoon i'm sure it stopped raining but basically morning pre-race during the entire race mm-hmm. rain the whole time pretty constant non-stop um you know, and then for our travels back to our hotel and um, I know in the afternoon on, on the strip in Vegas later in the day, it kind of got a little bit better. But um, right. but but the story of the day for the race was just constant rain. So, yeah, um, <laughs> that's always fun <laughs> Two fake thumbs up. I'm throwing right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got the bus over to the start line. They dropped us off and kind of just looking around. I was trying to figure out where the heck do we go? Wasn't super obvious. Um I know at the actual start line, they didn't even bother to put up the like starting uh, arch. Yeah. Yeah. The, basically, the, the, weather. the starting line, I think, was a car next to uh, some timing mats. Was basically All I saw was timing mats. <laughs> and like the race director standing there. That was it. Okay. You Once know why I said a car? Because 
Well, we'll get to that later. Okay. But I saw them when they were picking up the, the start mats. I saw I saw them picking up so the So there was a car too, next yeah. to the mats. So that's yeah, why yeah. I said that. So yeah. I guess at the start, there wasn't right. a, an actual car there. But yeah. um, The interesting thing was when we first got there, yeah, trying to figure out like where to go. Because um, there was basically like two buildings. Mm-hmm. And one is probably like the visitor center, which is not going to be open like that early in the morning on a Saturday. And then the other one um, was uh, the bathrooms, which thankfully yeah. I knew where to go because I had gone there for Ragnar Las Vegas Oh, okay. 2015. That's right. So I was like, oh, yeah, I've used that bathroom. I know where to go. I know mm-hmm. where the bathrooms are. I didn't know where the start was. So, yeah. And secretly, this race has kind of been on my radar since then, actually. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So somehow, it just worked out this year. So okay. So yeah. you've been to the area before. I've never been yeah. out to Red Rock. It's been on my list, actually, right. just to visit it as a tourist. I've, I've only been there prior to this, though, just to the bathroom there. <laughs> Um, to that was use the bathroom, your- yeah, to drop off a runner, pick up a runner, like use the bathroom, and then drove a little bit on the on the road there to get to our next exchange. That's pretty much it. And then, you know, like ooh ah, you know, all the Red Rock Canyon. So that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So we walked over towards the bathroom buildings because mm-hmm. um, that's where I saw the most people kind of heading. I mean, it's yeah. not a lot of people, so. Um, we I should got, say this was the start for the half marathon. The marathon actually had a, and the 5k had a completely different start area. Right. So this is now, I mean, the numbers we're talking about basically cut that in half because we're only dealing yeah. with the half. Right. Um, and I went, I went straight to the bathroom because I thought there was a big line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, let me just get in line. <laughs> and then I walk in and it's super packed. It's not a massive bathroom, but maybe like three or four stalls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, oh, there's actually only two people in line. Everybody else is just in here huddled for like, you know, dry, whatever, you know, just not to not get wet because there's right. really no place to really hide otherwise yeah. from the rain. So, yeah, but it was it was packed in there, but there's only like two people in line in front of me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I actually did the same thing. I went straight to the men's bathroom and same thing, walked in, bunch of guys standing around in there and I'm like, uh, oh, nobody's actually waiting for right. the bathroom. Like, just I'm... hanging out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, why is there a party in the men's bathroom? But, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, after that, we just went back outside, and it's kind of interesting because the men's and women's little bathroom buildings, they're kind of separated, but um, between them was a small area you could stand. Um, they actually had a table there where they, you could actually do same-day packet pickup, mm-hmm. although the race very much urged you, please, 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 you know. Don't. Don't. Do, yeah. You know, it's basically only for those people who absolutely can't do packet pickup the, the day, day before, before. because, yeah. you know, it was just going to be too busy or too crazy to get people to pack us, but they did have a table you know, with people picking up stuff. Um, I mean, it was funny because everybody was huddled there, but over our heads, it's not like it was a solid covering. It's one of those, I mean, it was almost like a pergola or like a lattice type. Right. Um, so it was still so, better <laughs> than standing out in like total open, but yeah, it was, you were still getting You wet. were still out in the yeah. rain, but... Um, not getting drenched though. Like you said, it wasn't a heavy downpour. It was just like consistent, constant. Yeah. And it was kind of cold. It was. Yeah. I mean, temperatures were definitely cool. Uh, we, we hung around for a By little bit. By our standards. By our standards. Yeah, we always have to say <laughs> oh, it that. It was cool. But... Um, yeah, we hung around. Eventually, somebody said, you know, basically start making your way to the start line, which, mm-hmm. you know, there, as we said, there was no arch. <laughs> it's like, okay, where do I go? I don't know. Right. I, I don't have a clue. I just followed other people. I've never done this race before. I don't know where the start line is, but okay. Oh, and they um, did point out there was a, there was a truck there for a uh, bag checker, gear oh, checker, right. whatever term you want to use. So, um, you know, headed that way to, you know, trying to hold on to you know, sweats like as long as possible, but eventually, you know, ditched them. And then, um, I don't think there was anybody collecting bags from what I remember. I think no, everybody was just, just kind of putting bags in there. It was a self-serve, so, throw it in the truck yourself kind yeah, of deal. Yeah. And bring, and bring your own bag. They That's did right. mention that, um, in the pre-race email. So yeah, bring your own bag. And there was actually a couple more porta potties close to that, I think. Yes. Three. Which I hadn't seen initially. So yeah. Yeah. They told you to bring your own bag. They never gave any instructions on how to label your bag. They they said put your name. Oh, they did. Yeah, on something oh. it said put your name on, and then on another area it said uh, put your bib number. So I just did both. Yeah, we. Actually, I didn't know how they were going to end up sorting it. So yeah, you were super prepared and actually brought some stickers, like labels. Yeah, and so we threw those on. That's our me. Bag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Little OCD preparedness yeah. there, but hey, but didn't it work out? Yeah, except actually, I have my bag here on the corner. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, and. and I don't know. It's because it's rained or whatever, mm-hmm. and it got so soaked that I can't get the darn label off my bag. Yeah, now it's stuck it's on like there. It's like permanently for... attached. Yeah. So um, thankfully, I used the cheapo bag, and it can go to the garbage if it needs to, but yes. Right. Um, okay, so headed towards the start. Yes. Yeah. Um, race director. I don't know that that was the race director. I it just was. assumed it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of yelled out. I think she had a loud speaker type of thing. 
um, I guess, gave us some pre-race instructions. I say I guess because I don't really remember everything. The one thing I do remember is her saying that, um, well, a couple of things. One was that um, the race was almost canceled mm-hmm. um, by the park. Correct. Um, and thankfully it wasn't. So let's all kind of try to make the most of it, follow instructions, kind of be on our best behavior mm-hmm. so that the race gets invited back. Yes. Um, and then, which we should always do anyways. But And then also that um, we were going to get wet, which everybody's like, well, duh, we're already we're, wet. We're standing in the rain. Yeah. But that at like mile, what was it like 12.5? Is yeah, that what she said? That. Yeah. That amount, at mile 12.5, there was, um, the road was flooded and there was, we were going to be walking through or running through some water that was maybe, I think she said like, how many inches? Four. Four inches. Yes. Yeah. Which was not true, by the way. So she <laughs> It, it might have been at the time she was last there. That is true. Yes. Yeah. It was not by the time we got there. So she said about four inches. I'm like, ah, oh, four inches. That's like, you know, whatever. No big deal. Um, with the rain we've been getting out here and like the trail runs I've been doing, it's four inches is no big deal. So, but at least we knew like, okay, at mile 12 and a half, we're going to hit that um, water, which for the marathoners, mm-hmm. it was going to be at mile like 0.5 or 0.6 because right. they were doing it out and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then again at like mile twenty five point five, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but and then the five k people also had to run across it twice, so because they they were doing it out and back. Yeah, we were doing the half marathon. We were doing a point to point along basically what is it called the scenic drive in the park? Yeah, um, the scenic drive, which luckily you know it's almost thirteen miles, right? Which hence you know great place for a race. Yep, which um, was basically the the second half of the marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we ran from the our start to the finish. Um, the full marathoners <laughs> doing basically that twice. They were basically starting at the finish, running to the half marathon start, and mm-hmm. then back. Um, yeah. And then the 5K was just a little bit over by the finish, if that hopefully makes some sense. Um, yeah, so she did her pre-race mm-hmm. spiel, which that was kind of the, the most important part. Um, she did mention there was one section of the road that was under construction. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Where, you know, there wasn't going to be much room, but shouldn't be a big deal. And to be honest, it wasn't... And, and, and it was a very short section. It wasn't a yeah, and it wasn't right at the beginning. To be honest, right, so. it wasn't it wasn't at the beginning, so people were pretty much already like single file anyway. So. Yeah, for a yeah. car it would be an issue, but for for just right. the runners, not an issue whatsoever. Yeah, um, a lot of people with like ponchos and garbage bags and yes, rain gear because various things. Rain. Yep. Um, yeah, I we we both started with ponchos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Poncho. I had gloves on. Me too. Um, I had a, a long sleeve throwaway that I, I started it. with and didn't throw away yet. And then a uh, short sleeve shirt under that. So, Yeah, I had a yeah. poncho, a throwaway long sleeve, and then my Embrace Running t-shirt that mm-hmm. I always wear. Um, underneath that, my gloves. Um, that throwaway came home with me. <laughs> that, <laughs> that poncho stayed with me the entire 13.1 miles. And yeah, got poncho stayed with finish. me too. So um gives you an idea what the day was like. But um, yeah, so I mean, start, go time, pretty... Um, un. How should I describe it? Unamazing. It was just basically all right. Let's go, and yep. um, that was the race start. And you go. Um, the race is a little weird because you kind of do a an initial lap, kind of around the visitor center little area mm-hmm. there. I mean, obviously, it's one of those things where you just have to do that to kind of get to thirteen point one. Yeah, because you're very limited with adding miles because this is a scenic drive from one end of the park to the end of the other end of the park. So right. it's not like you can Extend go on oddball just, roads or anything right. like that. So um, one little loop at the beginning that yeah. we did. Roughly um, a mile. Yeah. Roughly. Um, yeah. Which is how we got into the conversation about the car at the start. Cause, right. You know, we started the loop and as we're coming back towards the, the start line, I could see them packing up the, the timing mats and throwing them in the back of, the, you know, in the trunk of a car. Yeah. I think I remember um, them seeing picking up some cones or something. So yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, so, cause they were basically, done at least with that point i mean that was still going to be the turnaround for the full so mm-hmm. um, there would still become people coming through there later and then we just basically began our nice long wet trek um towards the finish line uh this course interestingly enough is not flat no can definitely say that um basically the first you're basically just climbing uphill for the first five miles of the race um not an easy climb no um, I described not steep, it not steep, but just just long, like the entire time you're just. I climbing. I described it that day, and I'll still describe it now, and I think I'm pretty accurate in it. It was just a grind. That's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. It was just a grind. It wasn't it wasn't super interesting. It wasn't like you said. It wasn't super steep at times, but it was just you know for the first five miles of a half marathon, it was just a grind. Um, 
and I, I should go back to, and I should say, you know, we were on the bus ride going out there. You know, people are always talking on the bus and stuff. And I was, I could just overhear somebody, um, I don't know if they were behind us on the side of us or something on the bus. Um, it was two local people talking about the race. One had never done it. Um, one had, I think, done it or trained a bunch on it. I think trained on it. Um, and, you know, he was talking about the hills and, you know, how tough it was. And, oh, it's so hard. You know, and I'm doing that thing in the back of my mind. You know, like, oh, I've done lots of races, hills. Yeah, I've done hills. You know, it's... he did say that it, they were pretty steep, which I disagree with. Right. But, um, but I mean, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, people always, you know, that bus ride in the morning, people always make it seem worse than what it is. Um, and then, you know, here I am in mile three going, I think I was right. This is kind of a grind. This kind of, it's kind of a tough climb, yeah. you know? Um, so I definitely underestimated this race. Um, I should say that I looked at the course map and the elevation probably the weekend before we registered and I did not look at it again until 30 minutes ago. <laughs> probably the most accurate um you had told me before the race that it was basically all uphill from one to five yeah because i i in kind of traditional fashion i look at it before we register and then i start looking like a week before mm -hmm. you know so i'm like oh yeah i'm like that's not i forgot it's not a flat course so yeah. so that's yeah. that's all the information so, yeah, one, i had one, in my head one to five which, is pretty much uphill yeah. the rest was pretty much downhill for mm -hmm. the most part with so. some with some ups in there yeah yeah you know. but not to the same extent of that first five miles no 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 so um yeah i mean I don't know what else to say besides the first five miles of this race are pretty tough. Yeah. And I was, hard. I was, uh, when you kind of, you know, start going uphill and I'm like, okay, I know at some point I'm going to walk, you know, cause that's just a given or mm -hmm. power walk or power hike or whatever term you want to use. But basically I'm going to stop running and I wanted to stop running sooner than anybody around me stopped running. So it was one of those like peer pressure things where I'm like, okay, I have to keep running. Like I can't be the first one to walk, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, yeah, it was, I think I ended up running a little more at the beginning um than i probably would have like say, say if i was running that by myself um, which i guess isn't necessarily a bad thing mm -hmm. um you know peer pressure sometimes in that sort of situation is is good pushes you a little bit more to your limit but yeah then i mean it was pretty much like just like run walk i mean i i'd say i ran to some extent the majority of it um but not at a fast pace by any means um i think one of my split times or mile times or whatever was like 13 something mm -hmm. so yeah that's I mean, pretty take, good compared take, to mine <laughs> so yeah but it, i mean it was pretty much like okay run what you can okay now let's just walk you know like, okay run if you can okay just walk so um and then getting closer to the, the end of the five mile mark um whenever i'd start going uphill because i mean sometimes it would like flatten out a tiny bit right. you know um like i started getting nauseous and i'm like what the heck like what's yeah i'm like that's weird no i don't know if like my heart rate was just like getting too high or something so so that wasn't fun but yeah it was pretty much like just run when you can otherwise just walk as fast as you can so i mean that's that's the best way i can describe like my first five miles with the exception of that little loop at the beginning right. so yeah i don't I mean yeah, i charged on that first little loop that was like oh yeah, yeah. let's go let's go <laughs> well i knew we were gonna go uphill so i'm like okay <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was kind of, I walked early and often is probably the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just one of those when it's, when it's a lot of hills early in the race, it's not, it's, you know, it's different than if the hills at mile 10 and you know right. you got three miles to go and you've already caught, you know, covered so many miles. And, and then on top of that, it's just raining and you're wet and, um, it just didn't seem like the most fun in the world to be out there, to be honest. Um, we should say the park is a very beautiful park to visit yeah absolutely on any other day of the year than probably the day we were there yeah um it was rainy it was cloudy um so we couldn't i mean a lot of the the rocks the were red rock that's yeah it was obscured but i mean you could see a little bit and what you could yeah. see and you could see more of it as the race went on mm -hmm. but what you could see i mean you could tell it's really beautiful mm -hmm. and i know having been there before it, it's amazing but yeah you just couldn't see a lot of it because right. of the the weather that day so it was kind of a bummer but and the colors are kind of like washed out because, you know, there's no sun out at all. Yeah. It just looked very dull. The only nice thing was when you kind of looked at, throughout the entire race, kind of looked at the hillside there was because there was so much rain, you know, this kind of desert climate. There's lots of little tiny little waterfalls all over yeah. the sides of the cliffs and, yep. the, and the hills there and stuff. So that was kind of pretty to look at. Um, but other than that, I think it's just a shame that the day we were there running it was just not the best weather. So we can't really say you know, oh, the park was super beautiful. I assume it's a very beautiful park. Um, very much reminded me of St. George um, Marathon yeah. in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, kind of that desert um, landscape that you'd expect. I mean, you can go look at pictures of Red Rock Canyon. gives you a very good idea pretty quickly what it's like. But um, yeah, it was just kind of a shame being out there running it in the rain. And it was just kind of, everything was dulled the best way, um, perhaps to think about it. So yeah. 
Um, yeah. Anything else from the first part of the race, first half of the race, I guess? Breaking um, it up in halves. Not too much, other than well, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was in the first half of the race or not, but when I started seeing um, marathoners kind of, you know, coming opposite me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when that happened, but um, probably around mid-race, I guess. Mm -hmm. So so just that. And then I did end up getting rid of my throwaway, my long sleeve throwaway that I had under my poncho um, before mile five because I was just kind of getting kind of warm. So Mm -hmm. um, just left it at one of the eight stations there somebody else was taking a long sleeve off too and one of the volunteers just said just make sure you put it where i can see it so that they can you know take it with them um, and not leave it behind you know like littering and stuff so um the other guy that was taking his long sleeve off he just put it on the on the volunteer's car <laughs> don't you say on the volunteer yeah no like on. on his on the, the hood of his truck so i just did the same thing so mm. yeah just it'd be obvious for them so yeah um yeah i was gonna say i'll, I'll go on a tangent um you know, I had the poncho on, had my gloves on. Um, probably half a mile into the race, one of our friends that was there running the race, he had a poncho on too. And, um, you know, he actually didn't stick his arms out through the poncho and just kind of kept them inside. Through like the armholes? Yeah. yeah. Didn't put them out through the armholes and just kept it inside. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So I did that early mm-hmm. on. And so I ran like that until basically I needed to get to an aid station and put an arm out. Um, that mile, that at mile five, there was basically top of the hill. There was an aid station there. Mm-hmm. I think they were giving out hammer gels there. I took it as my spot to have my, maybe had a cliff gel. I don't remember what I had. Um, maybe a goo. Um, and some water. So obviously took my arms out, took my gloves off because I didn't want to get uh, gel kind of, you know, sometimes I make a mess. Maybe yeah. I'm just a sloppy, maybe sloppy eater. On the well, run. you could have just washed it in the rain. <laughs> this true. is one of the situations where I could have easily just washed them off. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I took my gloves off, put them in my pocket and I said, oh, me, let me kind of test things out. And I kind of put my arms out and I just ran for a little bit with no gloves and my arms out, and within a minute, my hands were freezing cold. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that was a great test. So let me pull my gloves back out of my pocket, put my gloves back on, tucked my arm back in under my poncho, and continued on my way. So, But it was really cold if you were just, I don't know, if you didn't have enough layers or... Uh, without or if you weren't gl- moving. I mean, for sure. I mean, without gloves, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it was just a really cold day to just yeah. have your hands be completely wet. Yeah. and out in the cold it was just one of those days once you get cold it's um yeah it just made it kind of tough yeah and while you're talking about that too um i tried running with my arms under the poncho too mm-hmm. but it felt too like constricted <laughs> so i had to put my arms back through but yeah i mean even though the gloves like got wet like pretty quickly it still made a difference yeah. when you had them on versus when you didn't mm-hmm. um and when i did stop at, at one of the eight stations to take my long sleeve off um like it didn't take forever it took it took a little while but not forever and then once i like took it off and then I had so I'd been standing for a little bit. I was like, oh my god, I'm starting to get like cold, like mm-hmm. quick. I'm like, I got to start moving right away. So I can't imagine, yeah, not because ha- I, you know, got rid of a layer. So people that didn't start with an extra layer, mm-hmm. pretty cold. Um, yeah. Did you have something? I was gonna say yeah. Go just ahead. before we move on to the second half of the race, mm-hmm. um, when I got to, so they, they had porta potties at some of the eight stations, not too many, and then there was like maybe one or two other locations where. Like there was park toilets, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I the one there was gonna be one at the summit, and I was, like I said, I was feeling kind of nauseated, which was kind of weird. Um, and so there was a porta potty at the summit there, and I ran in there because I thought I was gonna throw up, and I knew I could just throw up outside, but maybe it was like my pride or something that was mm-hmm. like, go hide and throw up so people don't see you, right? Throw I mean, and there was nobody in there, so I just like I ran in there real quick, and then of course like I didn't throw up, and my nausea like went away, and I had a gel when I came out about it and I was fine. So I don't know. Weird. Freak thing. But yeah, but I ran in there like to, to hide and shame. But <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but it passed. Um, yeah. And then that was just the last thing I wanted to say before we head into the second half okay. of the race. Um, speaking of aid stations, you know, aid stations are basically one table, one folding table. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with water and some electrolyte drink. I don't even know what it was. It was Hammer, but I don't, oh, I'm okay. not sure what their what their electrolyte drink is called. Okay. Exactly. So, um, and then there was basically one or two. I mean, that's all it was. Was basically one or two people at each station didn't need more. They were cups were just on the table. You can just kind of self serve it, um, take it from there. Um, I made the effort to thank every single volunteer. I think, I think I got them all um, to thank the volunteers for being out there because it was a miserable day. It's to be a miserable day to be standing around yeah. just pouring cups of water for right. people. Um, I got a kick out of. I think it was somewhere around ten, maybe. 
the volunteers at that aid station because there was water cups on the table. They were full and the volunteers were sitting in their car next to the aid station. <laughs> and I was just like, I just kind of waved and I was like, but there's plenty of cups, right? With water. Cups. <laughs> um, you know, it was raining. So I guess they could just put empty water cups up and, yeah. you know, in 30 minutes they'd be full anyway. Right. So you were good. But I just, you know, I wasn't mad at them or anything. I just thought it was funny because, you know, yeah, there was nothing else for them to do. You know, there was no reason for them to stand there and watch the cups. I mean, there's right. plenty of cups and stuff like that. So I got a kick out of that. thought that was funny. But I, I definitely appreciated everybody who was out there volunteering because it was just, you know, it wasn't a great day to run. It was certainly a miserable day to go stand around for hours. Right. Especially, you know, those volunteers, I assumed they were going to be there through the entire race, which we did the half, but there was people doing the full. So, exactly. Um, that was going to be several more hours yeah. that they were going to have to be out there. So. Um, yeah, second half of the course, basically, yay, downhill, mm-hmm. get to kind of run faster um, with some ups, but um, basically kind of just the same terrain and, um, you know, kind of a nice place to run, but it was just kind of one of those things where it's the weather and you're kind of tired from the climb and, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say, but, you know, about kind of miles five through, what's 12. called 12. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was like just a fun downhill and um, I like downhills, so... <laughs> just kind of bombing it you know and that's where i saw more of like the little waterfalls so kind of trying to like enjoy them while not like falling you know mm-hmm. um but yeah just kind of bombing downhill caught a couple of people heading downhill that were a little bit more um cautious cautious that's a word okay. yeah thanks yeah couldn't think of it so but yeah that was you could see a little bit more of the the rocks around you at that mm-hmm. time so that was kind of nice yeah, so. right closer to them at that yeah. section of the course yeah um, yeah i ran faster downhill obviously i love to go downhill too who doesn't um, you know, my, my theme for the day too was I felt like I never warmed up mm-hmm. like from a running standpoint, yeah. just kind of, you know, you had the start line and then you do the little loop. And then after that, it's just that kind of five mile climb, run, yeah. walk, it's cold, it's wet. And even once you start going downhill and you're running more and faster and it's almost, I almost felt it to be a little bit colder running downhill because mm-hmm. like the, the air, I mean, you're, you know, you're running faster. So right. yeah, it just felt just... kind of stiff and it's like you never warmed up throughout the entire race and i don't just mean literally temperature wise i mean just kind of in how you feel running yeah. so it's one of those things i felt pr- pretty warmed up downhill okay in terms of like my body like my muscles mm-hmm. yeah the air was still cold <laughs> but like just overall um all right uh so let's get to mile 12.5 yeah so like so mile 12 it kind of like flattens out a bit mm-hmm. and then i'm thinking okay so about half a mile i'll you know keep an eye out for like the water, which of course I wasn't like worried about at all because trail running, you know, we cross Creeps. a lot. Yeah. yeah and like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is like on a road. She said four inches. I'm like, okay, at the, at the worst, like my, my entire shoe gets submerged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, which is a bummer, but then I'll almost be done. No big deal. Um, yeah. So I started kind of looking ahead, looking ahead. I'm like, okay, should be coming up soon. And then I, you see some cones and then I see some people like kind of like almost walking and like high stepping. I'm like, oh, that's got to be like the, the, the flooded road with the mm. water. So, yeah, when I got there, I'm like, okay, that's a little deeper than I thought. There's a slight little current, nothing major to carry anybody away, but um, there's slight current, and it was way more than four inches. I don't remember how high it was. It wasn't super high, but no, more I than mean, four inches. No. I mean, it definitely submerged my shoes completely, and then a little bit. But the biggest shocker was it was so cold. So cold. It was, I will hop on that bandwagon. It was freezing cold. I mean, yeah. it felt like, I mean, maybe it's because you're running a race, I don't know, 12 miles in. Um, It, you know, it felt like snow melt. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like in the mountains, not like. <laughs> right, right. No, it felt, it felt really cold. It was and freezing I was, cold. And there was people in front of me that were kind of just like slowly like walking, like trying to kind of tiptoe through it. And I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this fast. So I'm running through it, you know, splashing all over the place. And my, I mean, my feet were so cold by the time I got to the other side of it. Like, I couldn't even feel my feet. Like, they were, like, numb. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you know. No, my feet are still attached. (laughs) I can't feel them. (laughs) But, yeah, it was so cool. And then it was just like a, you know, squish, 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 squish after that. But The the water level is probably somewhere between six and eight inches deep. And that section that you had to run through was probably, it was much longer than I thought. I mean, maybe maybe it's like 100 feet. It wasn't like a tiny stream where you took three steps and Mm -hmm. you were kind of out of the water. Because, you know, you're used to that trail running, you know, a little creek crossing or... You know, maybe it's 10 feet or something like right. that. But this was this was water running over the road because it was flooded and um, moving quickly, freezing. You know, it wasn't like dangerous or, you know, like, oh, t- I mean, to me, it was kind of fun because I ran through it, you know, like, yeah. a, like a freaking 10 year old or something. Right. I was like, woo, this is cool. It was like, fun, yeah. Oh, it's freezing cold, though. But OK, yeah. but it's um, still fun. And I think there was an aid station there or something <laughs> or some volunteers. And 
I mean, it's kind of funny because they're really just there watching you and kind of laughing because <laughs> everybody's right. like, oh, it's cold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't think there's any official aid station there. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was people under no, some but, kind of canopy. Yeah, but I don't but, think. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. And then you go through that and you're, you're basically just thinking to yourself, oh, it's freezing cold. But, you know, you only got half a mile to go or a little bit more right. than that. And so it's a pretty easy um, run in from there. Fairly, fairly flat. It's just, you know, your, your shoes are soaked and your, your, mm-hmm. your feet are freezing and you know, you've been out there a long time and right. um, definitely looking forward to the finish. Yeah. Um, Although, I mean, my feet had already kind of been wet, not soaked, mm-hmm. but, yeah, just but from wet the from the, yeah, from the rain. So, but that just kind of finished them off. So. Um, running to the finish line, no arch or anything. Mm-hmm. It was kind of hard line. to see. Yeah. You didn't really know where the finish line was. It was like a was. slight little bend in mm-hmm. the road. So you couldn't really see it until you're like right on it. So, yeah. And I think, I think there was like the slightest incline like just the slightest towards the end so i, I heard people complaining about it afterwards like oh i gotta end uphill and i'm oh, like it wasn't that i mean it was so yeah. so slight i mean just not flat basically mm-hmm. so just a slight incline but yeah no arch or anything just the, the timing mats um oh the the timing chips were actually something that we haven't used in a while <laughs> it was the the ones that you attach to your shoelace or your mm-hmm. shoe um with like little zip ties type thing so don't see those too often anymore. no yeah so of course you know volunteers there cutting them off your shoes, so because they're you know reusable. So yeah, immediately across the finish line was cut off your timing chip yep. and then get your metal. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the immediate thing right there. Yeah, like and then just run right up to the other. After that, you'll have to take it from there. Okay, <laughs> and I'll tell you later why. Yeah, so get um get the metal. Um, there was from what I could tell when I was coming through the finishes, there was two different metals. They looked about the same size, but one had black ribbon, and one had orange. So I just figured it was just based on you know, different distances and that sort of thing. And I'm still not sure how all that worked out, but I got one with an orange ribbon. You got one with a black ribbon. The two friends that we went with, one of them had an orange ribbon and and she ran the 5K. And our other friend that ran the half marathon as well had a black ribbon. So who knows? They look pretty much the same, except for slight like color variation on the actual little design. We did post a picture um, on our Instagram page if you want to take a look. So uh, my metal actually has like the little cactus and um, is it a, the tortoise is that's it? on there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like they're green and on yours they're not. They're right. like like this cream color or something Which like I'm that. wondering so, is just, is that intentional or mine just got messed up with no color? I think it's intentional. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was unintentional. Mine just got messed up and there's no color. I mean, I but, could be wrong, right. but I didn't really like inspect them or anything. Oh, and just a, a quick little tangent what we're talking about tortoises. Um, <laughs> we did have to sign a waiver oh, that's right. to, for, the, for the desert tortoise. Um, basically that we wouldn't, you know, if we see them out there, we're not going to harm them or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I'm Just assuming is pretty common for, for races out there. Because I know yeah. Ragnar, you have to sign the you exact sign same it. waiver. Yep. So. Exactly. So, all right. So, coming back to the finish. So, yeah. Um, metal. And then there's a, it's like a dirt parking lot where everything's kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple of porta-potties there. They have, they had a couple of canopies up, a couple of trucks. Of course, when I came through the finish and got my metal, oh, and then they, they did have, water that you could drink like just from like the big jugs you know to fill up your cup mm-hmm. that sort of thing um there was people like everybody was just jam-packed underneath like two like canopies right and then there was another one that had the the canopy like super low to the ground um to try and i think trying to protect the bags from the marathoners mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like okay so just like you know as low as they could possibly go to try to protect that but everybody else is pretty much huddled under the two canopies and you know people waiting for friends family members that sort of thing um and then um, uh, in one of the trucks, they had the post-race food, which wasn't real obvious. Mm-hmm. So, but you had to climb up to the truck, which was um, a little sketchy, you know, in the rain and after running. But you climbed up there and there was volunteers that were making, I think, like pancakes and they had hot chocolate and they had a couple of other, you know, like muffins and brownies and that sort of thing. So, fruit. Um, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like waiting for like the pancakes or the hot chocolate. I just grabbed a couple things and went back under the canopy with our friend who was there who had done the 5k and poor thing she had been waiting for a while so long wait uh, yeah so just kind of huddled under there uh, and then was looking for the gear check bags which was in the other truck which was the truck that we initially put them in okay well let me go get my my gear check bag and there actually wasn't anybody handing out the bags um, there's people hiding in the truck you know like from the the- <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i had to climb up there and um, grabbed my bag and actually grabbed yours because mm-hmm. I knew which one it was. And I grabbed our friends too. Just I was up there anyways. So might as well just grab them all. Um, so it was helpful to have a pretty unique looking bag because even if it's labeled, right. you know, and they had gotten wet too. So 
they did say that they would try their best to keep them as dry as possible, but, you know, no promises that they wouldn't get wet with the rain. So, um, I ended up, uh, changing my, my shirt just to, just to try to get a, a warm shirt on me and then put a jacket that I had brought on. Um, and I felt okay. Initially I still had my poncho, so I kept that on. Um, and I was waiting for our other friend and you to finish, but it did not take long to like, just start like shivering, you know? And then of course you're, I'm like trying to huddle with everybody else and everybody's just like, you know, shivering. And I mean, there's nothing you can really do. There's no place, there's no building there that you could really go into or hide or, right. um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you could really <laughs> do about it. They did have buses that were shuttling people back to the two locations, um, that we mentioned earlier. So, uh, one location on the Strip, and then um, Suncoast Hotel and Casino. So the the buses for Suncoast Hotel and Casino were coming, I can't remember how often, but it seemed like fairly often. At, at, I mean, at least like every 20 minutes or something like that. And then the bus to the Strip was, I think, like every hour. So they'd kind of announce when the bus was there and you know people would get on and head back. So, yeah. That's pretty much the, the whole finish the area. Yeah, the post-race. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to talk about well, my, and the reason I can't contribute to the post-race spread at all is obviously I'm, I'm compared to you, I'm slower. Our other friend that was there doing the half, I'm slower. So I knew that I was the last one to get to the finish. And so I crossed the finish line. I saw you there. You were waiting for me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I took a video and I actually got it this time. If you guys remember the last time where I thought oh, I shot okay. a video, but I didn't. Um, I was like, oh, let me go get my bag. And you like had the bag already. Mm-hmm. And a bus had just, I could see a bus when I was crossing the finish line, like pull up. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to run to the bathroom and then let's get on the bus and get the hell out of here. Yep. And, was I was, and I was, and I was fine like, with that. Yeah. So I literally just walked very briskly to the porta potties over there real quick and then just walked straight to the bus and hopped on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, you want any food? I was like, nah, I don't care about any food. I was like, let's just get on the bus and get yeah. the hell out of here and back to the hotel and warm yeah. and changed and stuff. So um, my whole experience with the finish line was just a quick, turn of the head to look around and then that was it so i i have no idea what else was going on um at the finish line and between us i'm always always laugh because i'm pretty fast with kind of post-race stuff because mm-hmm. you know you're always there before me and then you get to check things out and you know whatever and if there's something important you'll tell me otherwise i just like, go, fly, go, right? go here go there right. or like yeah eh, there's only this or this or otherwise, whatever it is i try to fly through stuff and just get back to the hotel or breakfast or lunch or whatever's right. post-race so um yeah so that was basically it and just hop back on the bus yeah and i, and I imagine on other in other years when this race is happening that the post race area is more festive and you know <laughs> but you know it's it's raining so i mean you can't blame them for right. that but i would imagine that it would be a little bit different in other years so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it was, so, it was mean, nice getting back on that bus though yes the bus was nice yeah. and, and there were some people that warm. were really cold on there cuz they just um, didn't have extra layers and now they're wet and they've stopped moving you know well i guess it's a good segue into uh, let me just say kind of some of the things i didn't like about the race um, you know, number one, it would have been nice to have some more canopies at the start line and for sure at the finish line that people yeah. could kind of shelter out of the rain and warm up a little bit. I'd say definitely at the finish for sure. And then also there was no mylar blankets, which right. I'm assuming if you're a race company in Vegas, mylar blankets is not something we typically need or invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been nice because it was cold. Um, and what started this conversation, we got on the bus to go back to the hotel. There was a woman sitting in front of us on the bus, and she was shivering a lot. I mean, like, a lot. A lot. Um, thankfully, she had clothes to change into. I think yeah. she literally changed under a towel mm-hmm. on the bus. Yeah. And then there was another lady kind of kitty-corner to me on the bus, and she was shivering. Um, even more, I even think. Even more. Somebody gave her a jacket because either they didn't need it as badly or, you know, they had an extra jacket. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But um, she put on the jacket. She was very gracious with that. But she was basically shivering the entire way back um, until we got to the hotel and she hopped off the bus. Um, but she was still shivering cold. So, I mean, it was just really cold. Um, and it's it, not like the bus had, like, the air conditioner on no, or it was cold the, in general. It, yeah, it had the heater on. Right. But everybody's just, like, soaked yeah. and we've stopped moving. So, yeah. So, I, I just think mylars would have been nice considering the weather I think it was a good idea. Um, just to warm up and then some canopies, a little bit easier to kind of stay out of the rain would have been nice. Those are my... My few, <clears throat> excuse me, criticisms of the race, I guess. Um, just because I don't know how dangerous that is to people, but um, I mean, you can get into some problems there with people mm-hmm. kind of getting really cold, especially you just ran through freezing cold water. And, right. Um, I don't know what it would be like for a full marathoners out there even longer. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's when you hide in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, <laughs> though, still, these, these people pretty still... went, um, went back to the bus 
pretty quickly. Yeah. Because the one lady that was shivering a lot, I know she was behind me. So she must have gone straight away to the bus too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So those are my critiques, my mm-hmm. criticisms, I guess, of the race. Other than that, you know, it's a cool race. It's The location is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a shame we kind of got screwed over with bad weather, mm-hmm. um, which kind of put a damper on things. But um, other yeah, than I, that, everything was pretty straightforward, well organized. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. And I think, I don't know if you mentioned this specifically, but... Um, the race director did say a couple times that in all the races she's directed, which is like 80... See, 80 something, right? 84 before this one, she's never had rain. During a race. During a race. Yeah, she's had so, rain kind of before, like yeah. during setup and maybe right. clean up post-race, but never but during, during the race. race. So. Um, and so we are talking about, you know, the Vegas area. And like I said, you know, weather's probably, or at least cold weather is probably not an issue. Uh, they probably deal with more heat issues than than anything else. So, yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. The medals were cool. I like the shirts. Um, I had actually thought about doing the marathon distance initially because I'm, know. you know, trying to get some mileage in for for AR50. Um, was very happy that I didn't do the marathon for mm-hmm. a couple different reasons. Um, weather was one of them. I mean, if I had I signed up, I probably would have downgraded honestly to the half marathon at that point. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, going with friends and everything. You don't really. I don't really want to spend half my day out there and right yeah so but that ended up working out actually that i didn't sign up for the full marathon yeah yeah Good i'm sure it's there. beautiful though yeah and i'm sure sh- well, i could and i could imagine i mean i would think that in general having this race in february is pretty good weather wise because i could imagine like summertime it could get pretty hot i mean it was completely exposed the entire time so you're not gonna hit any shade you know if you're if you're having this course in the summertime so i would think february in general is a pretty good time to mm-hmm. do the race so yeah, I think I actually encourage you not to do the full, partially too, because you're not seeing anything new. You know, it's one of those full marathons that you're not seeing anything at all, more than what you see on the half. So you don't really get anything extra out of it, other than running more miles. And well, yeah, and that's and that's yeah. that's when I was thinking of doing it. That was a reason for it. Yeah. Anything else we should throw in or include or anything else you want to say? Uh, this is a race that is part of the Calico Racing. I don't mm-hmm. know if we mentioned that. Nope. Um. So there's lots of other races that this race race director puts on one of them we actually had thought about doing in the past called the et full moon oh okay which is yeah. done at night still kind of on our list there yeah yeah and it, they have a couple of different distance options just to kind of throw that out there 5k 10k half marathon marathon and a 51k Whoa. um yeah because it's over by like Area oh getting it yeah, yeah. okay so anyways getting but, it. but yeah so they, they they put on um or she puts on a couple of different races out in that area so there's even one um in or close to Valley of Fire State Park, which is really beautiful, mm-hmm. which is what, maybe like 40 minutes outside of Las Vegas? Half an hour? I don't remember. An hour? We've somewhere. been there a couple times. An hour it's or a, less. It's a very cool place, so yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that race. Yeah, so either. if you guys want to check check it out, this isn't yeah. the only one that's done at that time, or excuse me, not the only one that's done in that area. So Calico Racing yeah. um, is who put this on. So, yeah. And I will yeah. give them big credit for putting on the race under some crappy conditions. Yeah. Big credit to the park for allowing the race to continue. Right. Um, I guess, did we mention that they did close the park? We didn't. That day, so. Yeah, um, they closed that scenic. Drive. Drive right after the race and even like some other road leading to the campground and yeah. Yeah, because conditions, I know that flooded area of the road actually got worse as the day continues. Right. Um, I know it made for the race director cleanup uh, a little bit more difficult. I think she said she had to go down the. I was down the creek quite a ways or something pretty deep to get some cones that had washed away. Yeah. So um, I think she kind of felt the cold water um, much, much more than mm-hmm. the rest of us um, did that day. So credit to them for, for putting on the race in tough conditions because um, I don't think there was really a need to cancel the race or anything like that. But right. um, having run it, I would understand if they, I guess it would have been the park's decision to cancel. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have criticized too much. So Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, so yeah, I totally uh, recommend if you're looking for an excuse to go to Vegas, and like we said, you know, or you know, you need a reason for Vegas, or you need a reason to run. Um, the one thing to note is, you know, one of our reasons was President's Day weekend, kind of taking advantage mm-hmm. of the extra day. Next year, this race is not on President's Day weekend, right? Right. Um, it's the weekend after. So I don't know traditionally how it falls, or maybe it's depending on the calendar. Um, something to pay attention to, but um, you're not going to have that chance next year. Or if you want to spend a whole week in Vegas. You could just stretch it out, right? Exactly. And That's it is true. a Saturday race. You can just come home after. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else 
before nope. I guess we get out of here. Um, we did enjoy the rest of our weekend in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Did the typical Vegas stuff. Um, it is kind of weird because it did make. I guess the race was Saturday. Saturday just seemed like a really long day. Yeah. Well, you had, um, I mean, because we got up so early. Yeah. Which you don't normally yeah. do in Vegas. Right. Um, and so by the time late, late I Saturday. Think I think our mics just cut off. Okay. Never mind. We thought our mics cut out, but it's actually our headphones cut out. So yeah. Um, so we're kind of looking at each other like, can anybody hear us? So, but. <laughs> um, well, what I was trying to say is just, you know, when you're out late, late on a Saturday, night in vegas mm-hmm. and you started the day with what was it a 4 a.m wake up call or something so, like that yeah. um it just i know being out on saturday night i almost couldn't imagine like oh we did that race this morning huh you know it's one of those it felt like it was the day before type of thing right but, um made for a long and, and tiring day but it was a nonetheless fun fun weekend in vegas i think the hard i think the hardest part of the weekend was the seven and a half hour drive that was rough <laughs> yeah that was rough despite of a, a tough race um yeah, we didn't we didn't mention our times for the race either because they were not impressive or interesting at all. Um, we were both super way off our paces. Oh yeah, we didn't um, mention that. Yeah, and it's so, funny because um, I know we're pretty much wrapping up, but I wasn't going for like a specific time or anything. But I just remember thinking like, okay, so you know, it's uphill for like five miles. Or if I finish under two, that'd be awesome, right? Like I'll be I'll be yeah, under two's good, right? So <laughs> and as we're going, I'm like, oh yeah, I can kiss that too goodbye. So I think I ended up finishing like just under like. 210 or right at 210 i think mm-hmm. it was which i was totally fine with but i'm I'm just like oh yeah that wasn't even that wasn't even close <laughs> yeah I, I set up my watch to uh try to pace me i, w- I wasn't going to chase a time or anything like that i was like ah, just take it easy whatever i'm in vegas for the weekend i was gonna chase it 215 i ended up running like a 235 i think <laughs> um which i was like what the hell and then after the immediately like on the bus i was like what the heck was your time right when you told me like 210 or something yeah. I'm like okay i feel much better <laughs> because you know we were almost both the same amount off from kind of what we kind of thought about coming in. So I felt much better. Um, <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh my God, what was I doing out there? But um, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I guess, guess that's, that's it. That's going to be yep. it. That'll wrap it up. If um, we remember anything random, we'll just mention it next time. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll next episode, uh, a more normal episode. Mm-hmm. And then also probably recap a little bit, at least of your salmon falls. 50 K mm-hmm. will be on the next one. All right. So mm-hmm. till next time. The website for the podcast is EmbraceRunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmbraceRunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at EmbraceRunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, Embrace Running.